Giants podcast number 168. This is not just your regular podcast. This is a special edition. And I'm pretty sure you know what this is all about. The man we're about to interview, we're about to catch up with, needs no introduction. If you ever owned a, 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 an account dedicated to Juventus, this is the first account that you added. Since 2001, UVFC.com, the actual website. Yeah, I always mention that it's just the actual website, not just the Twitter account. You've been providing news and updates for Juve fans all over the world. He's been gone for a few months, but we figured we need to catch up with our old friend. I just randomly posted a status after this whole debacle happened. I said, we need Rob now more than we ever needed Rob before. And people jumped on and, hey, a WhatsApp message away. And this man is here. My former co-host of the original Turin Giants podcast, the, the something we started after Juve podcast, Mr. Rav, Mr. at UVFC.com. How are you doing, buddy? It's so good to hear you. I'm literally just so, so happy. I'm good, buddy. I'm good. It's, it's really good to catch up with you. It, uh, there yeah. he is. There he is. Hey, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, back. we're doing this for the people, man. This is, this is something that they've asked for, and I know a lot of people are just so happy to hear you, especially... During this, during this tough time for U of F fans, and I feel like you've always been the voice of reason. And you're you're like you're like our bigger brother. You're like you're, you you always held it down for the U of F fans. How you been, buddy? How 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 has this last year treated you? It's been good. It it definitely has been good. It's been nice to take a break away from Twitter. I would say, and nice to take a break away from um, doing all the sort of U related stuff. Um, yeah, just just nice. I think with everything else that's been happening with COVID in the background and, and all that other crap, uh, you know, just social media kind of made it 10 times worse. So I think the last seven months away has, has been good. It's been good healthy. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. I'm glad to <laughs> hear it. Take care of your mental health, kids. Before we start, Amen. we have a bunch of questions from, from your diehard fans. Uh, we had, I mean, there was so many, there was so much response. We had to uh, pick and choose the questions. And thank you, as always, for all of you who sent your questions. And I don't know if I introduce myself. I'm myself. I'm Farhad, the host that loves you most. This is the Turing Giants podcast. You can reach us on Instagram. I don't know why I always mention Instagram first. Twitter is our main uh, communication vessel at Juve Podcast or for the merchandise at Turing Giants and also on Instagram at Turin Giants. Uh, TurinGiants.com. Check out the products that we have. We're always working on adding new products. Um, before we start, this is we took care of the business here, but also uh, I, uh, I want to give a shout out to a special listener. His name is Marco. He's six years old and his dad, Zaid, says that he plays really good soccer. And one day, when he, if he keeps practicing the way he does, he may play for Juventus one day. We want to give a shout out to little Marco. We love you, buddy. Keep being a good boy. And uh, his, his, his dad also adds that he's really good with the monkey bars at school. So work wow. on those muscles, buddy. Uh, be a good boy. And we're all proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing, Marco. 
All right, Rav. Um, obviously, what's what's on people's minds is your journey prior to leaving Twitter and sort of what you've been doing ever since. Uh, you've always been, you know, you prided yourself of being a private person, which I respect. So give us give us the details of what you'd like to share, and um, we'll we'll take any we'll take any gossip we, we can. So so bring us up to speed, buddy. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I sort of left, I know it was a bit kind of sudden and I didn't really explain too much. I, I did mention to you and a few other people uh, just the, the sort of reasoning and the justification for going. Um, I think the, the most important thing to say is that this wasn't a decision that was motivated by like, I don't know, I think maybe some people have the idea that maybe I ended up with like bags and bags of cash or something. I'm like <laughs> some kind of multimillionaire and I've kind of retired and my, <laughs> my life is fantastic now. Um, no, it's not the case. Uh, reason, I mean, like if I had a list of 10 reasons why I decided to, to sort of sell the site and, and pass it on to new ownership, um, reasons like number one all the way through to number seven would be time. Um, time is, is kind of the most important commodity. And, and when you get older, you realize money just comes and goes, you know, like it's in one hand, it's out the other. It does not last unless you're all very, very rich and very, very wealthy. The rest of us, it's like a day-to-day -day grind. Um, and I realized that I had put in 20 years into running this website, um, 10 years doing the social media. It was a full-time job on top of the full-time job that I already have as well. Um, I found that the more it grew, the more time I invested to the point where it would be sort of like, I don't know, two, three hours in the morning, tweeting stuff, translating stuff, three, four hours in the middle of the day, and then a couple of hours in the evening. And you're constantly like monitoring your phone, making sure that you're on top of everything. And it oh, was, I can't imagine the notifications. I can't imagine. Yeah, it, it was it was crazy. Um, and I just got to a point where I thought I don't have any time left. I literally do not have any time left. All of my time day in, day out is spent by work, like personal commitments and then doing UV stuff. Um, and it was, a, it was just a drain on my time. And, and that was literally it. It was kind of like, a, I think it had been at the back of my mind for a long time. And a few things sort of happened. Everything just kind of combined at the right time perfectly. And I just decided, yeah, you know, this is the right time to sort of move on and, and leave this to, to other people to do that can maybe manage it better than I could. And you know, that's all I mean, they, they've been, to, to, to be honest with you, they, they have been doing a pretty good job. Um, mm. The guy who runs it now, he's very respectful. I've I've spoken to him also, and he he continues the legacy. Uh, cheers, by the way. Rob is sipping on some whiskey over here. Some, <laughs> yeah. some Japanese, good Japanese stuff. Oh, yeah. um, well, you know what? Ever since you left, man, the, the, the internet, the Twitterverse, and, you know, I don't like using the word Twitterverse because it's terrible, but, but <laughs> cool. Twitterverse hasn't been the same without you. And uh, we, uh -huh. we do miss you. And Thank I you, hope buddy. you come back soon, even if it's, you know, even, even if you're lurking around and we don't know about it. It'll be nice to have you. Um, yeah. yeah um, uh, how was your pandemic life? And, and, and you, 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 you sort of lived the, <laughs> you're shaking your head like nothing has changed, right? It has been. I mean, it's been dreadful, you know, like you, you work yeah. in a hospital, you know, firsthand, like, you know, exactly what this has been like. Um, we've been through two lockdowns, maybe three. I can't even remember. Time has lost all freaking meaning, um, you know, uh, and it's, 
pretty much every day has been more or less the same. All I've done is just read, exercise, uh, go out for runs when I can, DIY. Uh, I've been kind of lucky in that I could work from home. So that that sort of worked in my favor. But um, yeah, pretty much it's just been a lot of the same stuff. Asking how your quarantine has been is so useless <laughs> because we know what's been up. We know what for real. everyone's been up to. Um, so, so we're not going to mention the background of, of the ocean that you, you mentioned bags of money. We're not going to mention the fact that you're in the Bahamas right now in your mansion. I, <laughs> I am sitting in, I'm trying the, to block the waves, <laughs> the sounds of the waves from behind. you. Man. Come on. I, t- I, I tell you something funny. Um, just, just before I left and when I announced, um, the funny thing was I read some people sort of saying, ah, oh, this is all about the money. You know, like this is a, a financial decision that he's. And you know what, taking. even if it is, get paid baby nothing wrong with that listen brother i tell you i wish it had been about the money i wish mm-hmm. to god that i had been able to retire and quit and be rich but nothing changed you know it's just that i have a lot more time now and i read a lot more that's literally it um and you know what the, the other thing i would say is that i think a, the, the thing that i realized when i left was that a lot of people were very kind always on the face of it and when I decided to leave, I started reading a lot of comments from people that I'd known for years and they were very quick to like stick the knife in, you know? And I think by all means, people are entitled to their opinion. That's absolutely fine. But if you, if you want to weigh in on something, I feel like you need to have at least had a little bit of experience in doing that. So if someone wants to weigh in an opinion for, you know, like for the reasons why I left, um, they need to have run a website for 20 years. They need to have dealt with this day in, day out. If you've done that, then maybe your opinion would, would sort of count a bit more. But right now at the moment, I mean, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm obligated to explain anything. I want to explain Absolutely why I left, not. you know? So that's, that's literally all it is. But I mean, the, the, if yeah. anyone knows how much work you put into it, how timely you were, everything, all the news, I mean, people, you were like the TMZ of, 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 <laughs> of you at Twitter and everything was on point. Everything was translated well. Everything was, you know, done on yeah. time so I, I can't really blame right, it. hey so. you, you that's what happens man it's this is new new age media and if people are mad and i and i've read some disgusting things too uh and you know yeah. if you put in time and then your product makes money get that bread baby there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that um so we, we will go by the questions from the audience and a lot of yeah. them you know and they, they were so happy to, to uh to post the questions for you people have definitely missed you so we're, we'll start with Niket. He's asking, um, hey, Farhad and Rav, given the financial situation at Juve, how do you think the transfer market will go for Juve next year? Uh, will we see the likes of Locatelli or our at Juve? Thank you very much. Okay. Um, well, we're, we're getting straight yeah. to it, baby. <laughs> straight to the big stuff. Yes. Uh, personally speaking, I think so much of this, I mean, I, I still follow the news. I still have like a, like a dummy Twitter account that I use just to follow news. So that, just to put that out there. Um, just one I, follower just me right <laughs> that's literally it just you and me buddy um but yeah it, i looking at the way that things are going right now i think it's difficult to, to sort of decide anything with any sort of great detail because it's hard to say i mean we've got ronaldo's wage on the books we've got to figure out what's happening with dibala um we've got to figure out so much stuff before we start to sort of figure out exactly what the transfer budget is personally speaking I don't think that we're going to make big signings this summer. Um, the money's not there. I think the reasoning for, 
Ranieri wanting to go into the Super League, which we probably touch on later on. Um, I think so much of that was justified oh, yeah. by the fact, <laughs> justified mm-hmm. by the fact that Juve have spent a lot of money. We've been hard hit by this pandemic, so I think we have to sell before we buy. So I think the likes of maybe um, Rabio will leave if we can get decent money. I think Ramsey's going to leave if we can get good money for Bernadeschi. I think he'll go. Um, maybe I know a lot of people won't like this, but. They may even cash in on Dybala just because. You know, I was just going to ask you what what, what yeah. what's your opinion? What what you know in this tough economic times? I don't Dybala think. Dorsey. I I don't think we should sell him. I I know it's really biased. He hasn't been good this year. You got to be honest. He's been injured a lot. Um, I missed the start of the season when he was making some sort of stupid comments and he was behaving a little bit childishly about being left on the bench, and I didn't like that. That wasn't like the, the kind of Dybala that I know. So this hasn't been a good season for him. But then at the same time, I don't think it's been a good season for many of the Juve players. Um, the players that have really impressed are like Danilo, Cuadrado, Chiesa, Ronaldo, and, and that's pretty much it. I think McKenney's had a decent season at times. He hasn't been brilliant, but those are sort of the key players. Um, Dybala, I think he deserves a proper run in the team, but then so much of this is going to depend on whether or not we decide to keep or sell Ronaldo. I think the entire summer transfer window completely rotates on whether or not we keep him. Um, and if we do, then I think it's the fringe players that are going to go. I think we'll probably get Locatelli. I really do. I think he's the kind of player that could could definitely end up coming in. Um, and constantly, you know, voices his, his, his desire to come to you. So that helps. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, I think he's he kind of fits the mold. I think he's the kind of player that, that could probably do well at Juve. He's he's the midfielder that we probably we need some of his characteristics. I think we need more than him in, in terms of maybe improving him as a player, but I think he'd be a good start. Um, but outside of that, I'm I just I keep looking at the finances, I keep looking at the players we've got, the salaries they're on. I don't see how we can buy and spend big money until we offload these players. The stadium has been closed for a season. There's been no revenue. So, you know, where is the money going to come from? So, yeah. Um, I have a next question, but this question comes from me. A few mm. words. Um, what was your reaction after our Champions League exit? Um, oh, obviously, be- beating Barca 3-0, <laughs> finishing first in a group. We thought this, you know, this is a magical season. Serie A, we weren't doing so well. So we thought maybe maybe Champions League will be the savior. Uh, the savior, but what was your reaction? Uh, it, it was really lucky that I wasn't on Twitter. That <laughs> much I will say because it was it was absolutely horrendous to see us go out against a ten man team with a, a fucking free kick in like extra time. Oh my! But but God, at least Ronaldo learned seriously. learned from the mistake about standing yeah, on the wall, right? Freaking moron. Um, <laughs> Yeah, seriously, it was it was horrible to see us go out. The one thing I would say is that the the game against Barca, I absolutely saw that coming. I know people are going to say, yeah, of course you say that with hindsight, but they were so poor and we were starting to find our feet a little bit. And seeing them play in, in that particular game, I think Barca, they kind of invited that, that sort of counter-attack type football onto them. Um, and Juve was so sort of open in terms of the players positioning they could just kind of move all over the pitch and they confused the hell out of them and they ended up winning that game so 
yeah, I, th I think like everyone else, I kind of got carried away. I started to think, okay, well, maybe this could be, I, I didn't think we were going to win it. Like, I, okay, I lie. I always think we're going to win it until we don't win it. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just the way I Amen, think the fan inside me. So, yeah. but yeah, to, to sort of go out in that fashion was, well, was speaking of, speaking of Pirlo, um, question comes from Juventus India. Uh, can you ask Raf what he thinks about Pirlo's appointment? I guess that's question number one. And if we should back him up no matter what. I think going back to last summer when we signed him or when we appointed him, I think maybe the better idea or the better decision would have been to go for a more experienced manager. I think they took a gamble. They were hoping that they would have the same kind of success that Barca had with Pep and Royale had with Zidane, they, they hoped that he would just kind of hit the ground running because he was so good at the way that he played on the pitch and he had such a fantastic understanding of the game that they hoped that it would translate into him being a good manager. Thing is, having a good understanding of the game doesn't mean that you can manage a squad of 23 people. It just doesn't translate. And I think, I think in hindsight now, it was a bad decision. And I love Andrea Perla. I think he's fantastic. But looking back, I don't think it was the right choice. He needed experience. He needed time coaching the under 23s, maybe coaching the Primavera, something else, or like another job somewhere else before he even thought about taking this job, because this was too much too soon. 110%. There's, def there's definitely potential because we saw yeah. a strong coach some of the games, but yeah. games where it mattered, uh, and especially towards the end of the season, just completely I think the we're players... Losing, we're losing to Ferentino. I, I feel yeah. like <laughs> like losing 3-0 to Fiorentina should have been should have been it. Yeah. Can't allow that kind of stuff. But I think a lot of these players have let him down as well. I don't think this is entirely on him. This is like layers of blame. And the problem again is that a lot of fans will just focus in on one thing. Right now it's going to be Agnelli. So he's going to shoulder all the blame. Maybe Perlo will, will sort of get off some of the the kind of blame, the blame game. But this is like the players, this is the manager, this is the senior management, this is um the directors, this is everything combined into this sort of perfect storm to the point where now, like, hopefully we finish top three, you know, hopefully we get in those Champions League spots, but who knows. The other part of the question, backing him, like, regardless, I don't know if that's a good idea. I really don't. I have so much respect for him and I love what he's trying to do. But if there is someone else that is better, that's available in the summer, if they want to try and go back to winning ways and try and make a deep run in the Champions League. I think they need someone with more experience. And I only have one name, which I don't even know if I should mention it because I got so much crap when I, <laughs> when I talked it. about this guy. Uh, Max Allegri. Seriously, Ooh, no. nice. Seriously. Hey, there's 90% of the UVA podcast crew right here agrees <laughs> yeah. with you. So you're, you're in good hands, man. The thing that I would say just to add to that, and again, this, this will probably, you know, like a, probably get a lot of shit for this but the first thing that i would do if i was in charge is sell cristiano ronaldo uh get rid of the fringe players get some money in bring allegri back and just rebuild and give him some more say in the transfers seriously we would be back in first place we would make a deep run of the champions League. we could even win it you know but let the man have what he was crying out for like six years seven years ago you know that's my yeah. take yeah i always said that you know Paratici and all of them. This is basically a meme where it says, 
hey, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, like, you know, the, the inability to buy and sell is finally catching up to us and Sarah is becoming stronger and hey, what's happening? All of a sudden, everybody's shocked. As a matter of fact, I'm on uvfc.com right now and the news are, you know, the, the, the rumors are picking up about Ronaldo going back to United. Um, so he just, he just said that I would like to back, I would like him back on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to read through the, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all he says. He says, I would like him back on the team and, you know, it's not, not too late. We can, we can still squeeze a little bit of money from them since it is Manchester United. Exactly. And they're stupid with money. You know, they're like a dumb team, although they haven't got the, what's his name? Ed Woodward in charge anymore. So I don't know. I don't know what would happen, but yeah, we, we could, we could still get some decent money. We could offload his salary. The reality is we haven't got the money that those big clubs have got in reserve and it would just make sense for everyone involved. You know, it'd be I nice for like Sorry to interrupt, but uh, no, no. I feel like, I feel like that would kind of sort of justify his arrival. I would love to see his goals. I do enjoy seeing him on the pitch, you know, in Juve colors and everything. But if, if we're talking pandemic money, this would be just a stupid thing not to sell back to back to United, make them happy, Absolutely. maybe get a maybe get a player in return. Um, who knows who, who we the, can get. The thing that I would add is um, I know a lot of people have sort of said, ah, it's the worst thing that we ever did. We should never assign them. I don't agree with that at all. I think if the justification for signing him was the Champions League, that's fair enough. But the thing is, even signing him and then having so many you know, having a couple of great players, but having a lot of average players around him, we were never going to win the Champions League. In hindsight, you, you sort of see that now because we didn't build a team around him exclusively. We tried to we tried to bring together the best of both worlds, you know, like this decent team that had been relatively gutted, you know, in terms of like the players that we lost and then having a, a superstar with him. We tried to bring that together. We tried to have the coach like blend all that and get the perfect blend. It just didn't work. It just did not work. Yeah. And I don't think Let, it was ever going to learn. Work. Absolutely. Similar, definitely. And if we, I mean, he's given us so, so many great moments that, you know, yeah. will live as highlights, but the ultimate goal wasn't reached, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm maybe keep Dybala, sell Ronaldo. I, I don't think getting rid of both of them, but you know what? Mm-hmm. People don't care about what I think. Give me, <laughs> um, um, you, you mentioned some players, some, some Deadwood and stuff, and people who didn't give Pirlo um, enough of themselves. Who do you think were the top players? Who do you think were the bottom players of, of, of last season? Who did you enjoy watching as a Juve fan and not like a, like a correspondent for Juve? The players that I really enjoyed watching, Chiesa, right at the top. Guy was fantastic. He's one of the, probably one of the best signings we've made in recent years. That kind of player, like reading the backstory, I think they said that he wanted, that Juve wanted to leave him at Fiorentina for another season, but he pushed to come to Juve. That takes balls for a kid that age to say, okay, I want to come and play at Juve. I want to play in the big leagues uh, in terms of big, uh, sort of big teams. To be able to force himself into the team and to have the impact, that takes huge balls. <laughs> you know, like seriously, that was a big thing yeah. from him. And he has carried the team, you know, like the game against Porter, he, he carried us through that. Um, he's right out there at the top, number one. Um, I think Morata started really well, but he tailed off big time. And again, he's one of these players that needs to have 
everyone behind him to succeed. If he doesn't have that, he can tail off in a big way. And we've seen that. Danilo has been like a revelation. That guy, <laughs> I never expected that freaking guy to be able to play right back, center back. And now he's doing a good job in midfield. And he's just been consistent. He hasn't been flashy. He's had, I think there were a couple of games when he fired in some good crosses. Um, but in midfield, he's just been reliable. And that's what we need. We don't need flair. We don't need flash right now. We just need reliable players. Um, God, who else? Uh, I think Artur was was okay in in like brief sort of glimpses, but he wasn't he wasn't consistent enough. Not yet. I feel yeah. like next year will be his year to shine. What do you say about the assist king, the the king of year? Oh, right Cotonado is oh my god, <laughs> fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I don't know where that came from. We didn't see that for years, and then all of a sudden he's like banging in these crosses, and the team are getting on the end of it. He was absolutely fantastic. Um, I don't think any players have been. Okay, one player in particular stands out as being really bad, and that's Bernadeschi. That guy just doesn't offer anything. And I like him as an individual. I think he's a decent guy. I think he works hard, but he doesn't offer anything. That he's, guy needs to, to have gone yesterday, seriously. To, to, yeah, to me, he's like the pandemic. He we sort of got used <laughs> to how bad it is. We sort of now ignore how, how terrible, but every time it's just so funny because I know there's a collective sigh around Juve fans around the world when they show their substitute bench and he's getting ready to come on and you immediately see tweets. If you're, if you're tweeting during the game, you immediately yeah. see the tweets. Of, oh man, the game is about to get worse, but you know what? Last few games, he's been, he's been okay. And you're not to pile he's, on him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's an okay player. But he's never get, like his best game was that game against Atletico Madrid, like I don't know, a year ago, two years ago. <laughs> Since then, you know, what has he done? He doesn't he doesn't really offer anything. Um, I think Demiral has been injured a lot. He's been in and out of the in and out of the team. Um Chiellini has been okay. Bonucci is is Bonucci. Uh, mm. um Alexander anyways, again, he's just you know, I just, just wanted to know yeah. about the top three and bottom three. Um, there's a good question. Speaking of that, speaking of watching mm. games and, and tweeting, Saad from Saudi Arabia, he's asking, hi, Farhad, was leaving Twitter made watching games more engaging or less stressful or less negativity towards the team? Thanks for keeping up the good work. Forever fans of the Juve podcast, Turin Giants podcast for legal reasons. Saad <laughs> from Saudi. Thank you so much. By the way, speaking of Turin Giants, the mm. Juve podcast, before we switched the name, there was two two podcasts um and the first and the Turin Giants podcast was was intended to re to be recorded with 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 Rob and we did nine episodes we were gonna dedicate the 10th episode to Del Piero but that never happened that's okay yeah. it was still fun I I wanted to get out uh, get that off my chest it was yeah. so fun to record with you honestly and oh, people wanted it and I hope you I hope you enjoyed it as well but let's fantastic. get back to the thank you buddy let's get um, back to the question how, how, yeah. What's your ritual? What's your ritual nowadays that you don't have to be on top of everything? I literally sit here. I have one screen on. I don't have my phone on that often, um, and I just focus on the game. And it, it it is much better without the negativity. It's much better. Um, the the I mean, I definitely miss people on social media. I miss Twitter. I don't miss Twitter as a whole. But there's people that I miss on there. So I definitely miss that connectivity of, of being with people when the game takes place, you know, like everyone kind of together. I wish I could pick and choose, you know, but you, you can't really do that. But yeah, the thing that always used to bum me out was that when we played well, you get mm -hmm. a reasonable amount of feedback. When we play poorly, people are just waiting. You get hundreds of replies and comments. And I would read a lot of that and 
I think towards the end, I just stopped reading. It was like, man, this is, <laughs> this is too yeah. negative. But yeah, it, it definitely makes it much better just to be able to watch a game, to be able to sort of articulate your own thoughts at the end of it, to not have to worry about making notes and like tweeting and, you know, like player ratings, all that kind of stuff. It's, you, you just enjoy the experience a lot more. And, um, mm-hmm. but then having said that, there have been games where we've been so bad. Like I just, I can't have, be have you ever, to watch. Have you ever turned off the game this season? Have you ever just walked away? There was one which game, is, I think, which is, I think, this year is acceptable <laughs> for for fans. Um, I think I've watched pretty much every single game apart from one of the Coppa d'Italia games, which I couldn't get. But the, the kind of I'm I'm really stupid like this. When I'm committed to something, I'm like 100% committed. So I will watch the shitty game right until the 95th freaking minute. We're I losing four 0 We're playing dreadfully, but I don't feel like I'm committed to the team unless I watch that. You know, like yeah, I need to watch. Was, then I'll complain. But, that was know. a trick question. Then you passed. You passed the test. <laughs> the, yes, that's right. Um, but before we get into the, yep, that's right. Cheers, buddy. Uh, before we get into the, to the Super League debacle, and we just recorded the podcast like two days ago. If you guys want to um, check that out, episode number one sixty-seven. I thought we before the podcast we didn't think we'd get much, but it was it was actually a really entertaining episode. And thanks for Christian for filling in. Um, well, let's just go by uh, another question. Mm-hmm. Um, Timothy is asking, I'm really excited to hear Rob again. Hypothetically, uh-huh. would you still support Juve 100% despite of the owner's decisions that might damage the club's legacy? Yeah, I mean, um, Rob is nodding yes. So Always. <laughs> That's pretty... Listen, my, my bond with this club started 20-something years ago. Um, it has been through like the worst of the worst and the best of the best and um, leaving Twitter and all that kind of stuff, putting all that aside, even the things that have happened in the last couple of days, um, nothing can ever break that bond. I'm with this club until the end. It's that simple. Um, But like what I I know you guys have obviously recorded an episode about the the Super League, but um, just to like briefly touch on that, I think it was one of the most poorly conceived ideas in the history of business ideas ever in the history of the mm-hmm. world. It was so dreadful. Um, in principle, I should say I'm completely against the idea of a Super League, but I fully understand why Agnelli wanted to do it. I understand why the other clubs want to do it. It makes a lot of sense. It makes more sense for Juventus than it does any other club out of all the other clubs involved because not to like go into this too much, but the levels of hatred that you get in leagues is obviously pretty high. You know, like United, Liverpool, Real, Barca. Nobody hates the top team in their country like people hate Juventus. And we have given, I know it sounds really arrogant, but, you know, I'm a Juventino kind of comes with the nature, but we have given so much to Serie A and we've given a lot to the league in general. And all we've had, in the last 10 years is fucking controversy after controversy presidents, you know, like going in on Agnelli insults, the same bullshit about penalty awards, the same crap about Juve get favors, all the same bullshit when it's, it's clear we won the last nine seasons completely on merit. You know, we, we won it because we were the best team. So when you get this crap day in, day out, when Agnelli has to see all this stuff, when he, you know, he's, he's done a fantastic job. That's the other thing to say. Um, I know a lot of people are on his back right now. They want him to go. Um, I definitely don't want that. You know, you can't forget everything that he's achieved. 
and his heart was in the right place. I think a lot of these other clubs were motivated by money. I think, of course, he's motivated by money because he's got to think about the balance sheet of the club. But he is Juve through and through. You know, within two, three years, it'll be 100 years since the Agnelli's first took over Juventus. Um, it's important for me as a fan to have an Agnelli in charge of Juventus. It always has been. It always will be for as long as I'm, I'm on this earth. And like I said, I think his reasoning and his logic was in the right place. I don't like the way that he did it. I don't like the way that it was carried out. I don't like the format. I don't think having a closed league of these teams together is necessarily a good idea. What they should have pushed for was stronger reform in UEFA. They should have pushed for like a bigger piece of the pie or some kind of revamping of the current format of the Champions League. You know, like if your house has bugs, you use a bug bomb. You don't freaking napalm the thing and just burn it all to the ground and walk away. Which is well, what now that you have do. all the money, if you find termites, you can just move right <laughs> next 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 door mansion in, in the That's Bahamas. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is also true. But yeah, I, I think the whole idea of the Super League was was completely motivated by certain clubs that are very big but don't have a lot of money. You know, clubs like Real Madrid, Barca, you know, Barca got a billion dollars and a billion euros in debt. Mm. Um, I think maybe they might have been the, the kind of the people that were pushing this. Um, well, you mentioned yeah, Barca. It, it, we, we, we talked to uh, the, our Real Madrid, Real Madrid slash Juve fan, Christian, on the last podcast. And when we uh, logged out, when we stopped the recording, we chatted for a little bit. He said, do you understand what needs how how bad the situation at Barca has to be for them to partner up with Real. Yeah. Last last transfer deal they did was in 2000, early 2000s with Figo. Yes. And yeah. they don't they simply don't deal with each other because of the rivalry and because of the territorial rivalry within within Spain. So they're bad. They're hurting bad. Yeah. So um and that's the reason they still haven't pulled out. Like there there's there's still talks about uh revamping and and re redoing yeah. the idea but yeah the execution was terrible especially nowadays with with the power of social media and, and they could have could have created a buzz a little better that rather than just announcing the, it and yeah the first thing they should have done is consult the fans because whatever else i saw on twitter some people you know very cynical people thinking or tweeting stuff saying you know like as if these clubs care about fans as if juventus care about the fans the thing to remember is you know it's 22 men on the pitch without the millions of us watching it's nothing you know so you can be as cynical as you like and you can say fans don't have any power fans have proved they have power if no one goes to the stadium and watch watches those games if we don't tune in collectively they have absolutely no remit to do this thing it will not work without the fans the players do not matter the managers do not matter it's us in our millions, obviously, we're separated by like the tribalism of supporting these different clubs. But without us there watching these games, it doesn't work. Yeah. And they the, didn't the, consult us. The novelty of watching the games with no fans and like kind of hearing the, <laughs> the players that wore off for me within the first three games because I, <laughs> there's nothing like we, I go back and watch highlights of like the greatest goals and just simply to feel, to feel something, <laughs> to, to feel the, the, the fans screaming for the goals. Oh, and with Juve, you know, last year they've scored so many bangers, including, you know, including Ronaldo and not to yeah. have the fans near, you know, in the stands, just. Uh, the only thing that I did really love was that when Buffon was playing, you could hear him like the game of the week, uh, the other day against Parma, you know, like the yeah. stadium is loud, like 
not loud, but like the players are shouting, so you can hear them. And then you just got this whole other level of voice with Buffon just shouting, calma, calma, calma. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, this is fantastic. This man is made to be a coach. <laughs> it's yeah, m- m- many people have mentioned the fact that, um, yeah. uh, that when we play with Buffon in the goal, we just simply play better just because of yeah. the voice. So what do you think? It's, man, it's, it's a shame to, to hear him trying to leave. But I also can't yeah. blame him because he's still at a level of a, like a 35, 36-year-old goalkeeper and uh, yep. he's just shown no aging. It, it'll be sad. It'll be sad if he, if he goes. I would be a little bit annoyed at him as well because he's had the That's chance. That's true too. You know, like he, he left. He went to PSG. That was supposed to be a swan song. We brought him back. And I hoped that we brought him back because he could then retire properly. I hated the idea of him re- retiring in like freaking Liga or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. He should have retired in Turin with us, with all the players around him, last game, hopefully in front of the fans. So it feels crap, to, to be honest, to see him linked with, I think it was Atalanta, was it? Or some other clubs? Oh, was I wasn't really, I haven't I, seen I have no idea. But yeah, it, it would be, it'd be dreadful. And he needs to just do the right thing, to be honest, and, and just retire with us. Because he's got a second chance to do it now, so do it right. So, do you, do you think it was? You think it was confirmed? What's that? Him leaving? Him wanting to leave? Like I'm still hoping. Is just rumors. I saw it unofficially, but to be honest, bro, I mean, I'm not in the loop anymore, as you well know. Like I do not follow the news to the same extent. I, I get little snippets here and there, so I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I would just hope he he stays. And so, but you properly. know. If we if we do go to the Champions League final, you know the deal is still on. We we will <laughs> se- we will celebrate together in a fountain in the European 100%. city. Well, just just you know, just yeah, laying in our own vomit, just celebrating. Champions <laughs> done <League>. deal, man. <laughs> it's a done deal. Every, if, if you listen, if you if you've listened to our podcast, the, this was this was the plan. But first first it was Kiev, then it was. Uh, Istanbul? Was Istanbul, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. We keep going, baby, until them. until we finally <laughs> win that Champions League. Um, man, I just hope Gigi's on that team. I really do. <laughs> just in some capacity, even if he's like, I don't know, like training the goalkeepers. I don't care. He can be wearing a suit as long as he lives in that cup. That would, <laughs> yeah. that would make it all worth it. Um, the questions are totally. slowly running out, so we're we're free to talk about whatever you want. But I did want to mention Patrick's question. Patrick mm-hmm. is a as a, a supporter of the podcast and he's he's thinking of opening a podcast himself so we will give him a little shout not a uve related podcast i would not give him a shout out for that but <laughs> <laughs> patrick patrick he's a fellow packers fan so we have a we have a friendly coalition so he's asking he's asking you what do you see for the near term future one to three years of juve after failing the to compete uh, to complete the 10th scudetto the latest early knockout stage exit and the fallout from the ESL debacle. Mm-hmm. Give us a. We, we we like to we like to question. We like to ask the question of our of our guests. If you are the right hand of Agnelli, what's <laughs> your first step? Oh. Um, first step, as ruthless as it sounds, I would probably get rid of Pirlo because I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to work under him. I think he's just too inexperienced. I would bring back Allegri because Mm -hmm. out there, there aren't many managers that would be able to just literally slot into the club and understand what the club is, the importance, how to handle those players. The learning curve is just too too steep, right? Yeah, 
and we don't have the time. We don't have the time or we don't have the money. We need someone to come in and hit the ground running and get us back to the top and make a deep run in the Champions League. And Allegri has all that. And he's still, by all accounts, like he met with Agnelli not that long ago. He's still friendly with all the players. And he's the only manager that's had that kind of spectacular farewell you know, like and he's still him. unemployed. That should be like the number one, right? 100%, man. Like, I, I really hope that at the back of my mind that he was offered the PSG job, turned it down. He's been offered the Spurs job, the United job. He's turned all these jobs down because he just wants to come back to Juve. That's my wish. Um, I would sell Ronaldo 100% if we could cash in. And that's nothing against him. I know maybe some of his, his fans would be listening to this and they'd be upset, but that's nothing. That's not an insult on him. That's just simply saying that it would be great for him if he could go back to United. It would be great for us if we could get, make some money. And it would be great if we could go back to the basics. Do you remember like 2012 when we sort of, we stripped the team and we just had that kind of core and we had a manager come in and he kind of instilled that fight and that belief. You know, like, okay, it was Conte, but this time it'd be nice to kind of go back to basics, young team. Also, the, the, the expectations were so low back then and, and the fact that we yeah. did win and kept winning, kept building on it. I think that played a lot, just like Inter, yeah. Inter this, this year. You know, the expectations mm-hmm. were a little lower, uh, but now every every move is is under a microscope, unfortunately. But I I don't understand how anyone could have expected Pirlo to win the City. I mean, I know we had Ronaldo, we got the biggest wage budget. This guy has never coached a team before. Like he hasn't even coached a youth team. He hasn't even coached a, a you know like the under twenty three team. He's done no coaching whatsoever, and people thought. He knows Juve, he knows some of these players that have played there. He's just going to win the title. It doesn't work like, like Not that. even like Serie B or not even like a yeah, little uh, exactly. relegation zone team. Yeah, it went, it went, it, I can't imagine the pressure. I and, he, he, and I feel like given the circumstances, he did do pretty well, but not, not yeah. well enough. The other thing to add is that he's coaching the biggest team in Serie A, biggest team in Italy, but also this is one of the biggest teams in Europe. You know, this is huge. And it's not an easy job. It, it, it is just not an easy job. And the other thing to add is that we have literally slapped the shit out of City A for nine years. We have been dominating these teams. Inter took us close to a title in a title race. Um, Napoli did, Roma did, Milan did. How long are, the, how long are these teams going to be slapped around before they finally react? You know, it, it took something from, from Suning and, and Inter to invest a lot of players. They basically tried to copy the Juve model and it's and you know they succeeded, but it took a lot. You know, like we, we beat them a lot of times before they finally said, okay, you know, we're gonna invest heavily and now we're gonna make a race of it. And they just happened to do it at a point when you've had the at the weakest. So you know. You also you listen, man, I'm gonna catch a lot of flack for this, but at least they tried. At least they realized it will take a lot of money. It's not gonna take a 46-year-old Ibrahimovic to bring it back to uh, <laughs> you know, Milan kind of kind of were up yeah. top. But even Milan fans we've spoken to, like we threw in, you know, through the podcast, they were saying yeah. this, there's no way they can keep that up, and it just takes it takes money in this in this business, unfortunately. Definitely. Nowadays, Inter have um, done that, you know. So yeah, well, th- their next step of copying Juve is getting a an American um, American car sponsor. That's they're gonna <laughs> yeah. they they will cut the ties with Pirelli for after I don't know sixty years together with them or something. Yeah. Um, it's listen, man. Anything, anything else you want to add? Anything else has been going on? Are you, are you, are you, are you going to watch? Are you going to go watch the games at the pubs when they're when they when they're open? 
I would in, rather in save all my TV. money. <laughs> I will I will watch I mean like I live in the middle of nowhere so there's nothing around here I live in the countryside we're lucky to even have internet right here right now to be honest so um I'm gonna be saving my money and then as soon as I can get on a plane I want to like go back to the the UV stadium I want to experience all that like properly I don't care if we win or I mean of course I care if, I win, if we win or lose but <laughs> Fake I, I want to be in this just wants to go to, <laughs> yeah. to the stadium <laughs> I want to be there. You know, I just want to soak that atmosphere in again. It's been so long. Like the one of the reasons for not doing all the tweeting stuff and, and running the website so much was I was hoping that I would be able to get back to the stadium and just be able to actually spend time watching games like properly in person. And yeah, you know, I was looking forward to that. But shout outs to you know. around Turin. You know, you know, he's organizing an, an army right now, man. Maurizio. Right. If you if if you are planning on going to the US Stadium when when everything <laughs> opens back up, there's only one way. Maybe you'll run into Rav and you will not know about it because you don't know what he looks like. Because privacy <laughs> is important. And since we're on a topic, if 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 you take away anything from this podcast, kids, quitting social media, Rav will tell you. Like I I did it as an experiment a few months ago, and I've cut down a lot since then. Um about nine days I was off. Do you know what changes in your life? Nothing. It becomes better. It's honestly um, more time, more more mental clarity. You're not you're not constantly bombarded with stuff that you shouldn't care about. You know that social media teaches teaches you to care about stuff you shouldn't care about, and that just kind you know kind of just just garbages your mind. So if you're thinking you about something. it, it's really easy. The, the last seven months, I must have read about 30, 40 books. I've oh, learned wow. I've learned more in seven months than I did in 10 years before. I've learned so much. And the worst thing, I mean, like not to like, you know, sort of rag on social media or anything, but the worst thing that anyone can do is pick up their phone the first hour that they're awake. Like if you, obviously we yeah. talked a lot about you, but just on a personal level, Put your phone aside when you wake up in the morning and just do your normal routine, pick it up later. All that kind of stuff, the emails, the tweets, all that can wait because it's all about how your mind processes things and being reactive. And it's it can be really negative and really detrimental to your attention span, to how you process stuff. Um, and like I say, I, I rarely use my phone anymore. I rarely, I've got a social media account. I do tweet no one the best part about being on social media right now is no one re replies to anything that i say it's that is absolutely <laughs> fantastic no one I'm cares i am dying i'm <laughs> dying to know what to, but obviously i'm i'm no special you're not going to give me your account but it's just so like, i'm gonna i'm gonna keep looking who's following me and i'm gonna, I, I will i will calculate it buddy you're you're not safe i will it's like boom that's you but obviously i want people to leave you alone and yeah, nice. definitely. It's it, it the the bigger you get on social media, the the more people come out and obviously you you I mean you, listen man, people loved you and you still had people who were who were so negative towards you and and trying to f up your your day. Even though you <laughs> you did no you never even cursed on the podcast uh, on the on on your Twitter and just shows you, you know, there's no I no think I blocked, I blocked some people because I didn't particularly like the, the way that they talked or I didn't like their views and they would just keep coming back with crap and I didn't have time to read, read all that kind of garbage. I, I'm, I'm not a negative person. I'm not a pessimist. I'm very optimistic by nature. I like to look at the positive side of things like this season, we're not going to win anything more than likely, but screw it. 
we're, you know, yeah. we're going to just, you're, just and you're a spectator. You're, you're, you're being entertained. You're right. It's just Definitely. Uh, people stress out way too much. So 40 books. I know, I know we've got, I'm sure we've got some readers in the, in the audience. <laughs> we're starting a podcast, Rob's book corner, <laughs> book club, book club, Rob's oh, book wow. club. So can you, can you recommend a couple of books since, since we're trying to yeah. be a smart show here? Okay. Yeah, for sure. I, the, the best book that I've read recently is a book by Malcolm Gladwell and it's called Outliers. And it's all about the, how certain people have achieved a great amount of success due to their personal intelligence. And, but it's also about a lot of external factors that have kind of collided to make these people successful, certain things that have happened. And, and it contrasts that with failure as well. It's, it's a really interesting book. Um, it's literally on my list in Kindle. I, I keep hearing oh, it because you, you got to read know, it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm still reading the, this autobiography, but you you know I've been trying to work on the Turin Giants uh, shameless plug, but this is my <laughs> podcast. It's, uh, yeah. uh, Turin Giants Apparel. Uh, we've sold some shirts. You know, Marquisio even requested a couple of shirts. Had to send it to him. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty oh, cool. Congrats, literally. Man. Yeah, thank you, buddy. He he literally did. He they did promise to post it on his Instagram. Never did, but that's okay. I mean, I uh, the thought of him having something that I made is is pretty cool. And he sent oh, me a, a, a awesome. WhatsApp message with a video and thanking me. It was <gasps> truly truly something cool. As like, uh, Farad, uh, thank you very much. You know, in, in, in English, it was it was a life changing moment. But but you know That's that aside, awesome. been trying to work on it, and mm. there, there's certain books and blogs and podcasts that basically just say you know keep working on it. And outliers yeah. is one of the things that always comes up with people who are trying to build something and and trying to be Definitely. successful. So the other really choice. good book which which I read was um, it's called Zero to One. And it's by Peter Thiel, the guy who started mm. uh, PayPal, and now he started this data processing company called Palantir. It's really good. It's really ruthless. It's very much about starting businesses and what you need to succeed. Um, I read a lot of books about investing um, just because it seemed like a good time to sort of get into it with the markets being mm -hmm. so low. I, I, geez, I digested so much information on, on investing. Uh, are we, we going to have a stocks, st stocks podcast? I kid you not, man. I could talk about that stuff for, for hours now, probably more than I could about Uvo. But if anyone is out there and interested go right back to the beginning, get the book, uh, The Intelligent Investor. It's very detailed. It's very heavy, but it's a fantastic book if you're interested in investing. And if you're in your 20s, to completely deviate from Juve for a second, totally. please invest. Please yeah. invest your money. Please stop putting money to one side. Please start um, just looking at investing in general. Plan for your future. Retire early. Live that good life when you hit 50 you know, like don't wait like everyone else until they're 70 and they can't do anything anymore. Yeah. Invest your money. Don't leave it in savings accounts that have like zero interest. Just start making that money, you know, just be clever about Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Um, are you, are you, are you going to the moon Dogecoin? Are we, are we on Dogecoin train? <laughs> I, I have, I'll be honest. I've looked at ether, not so much Bitcoin, not so much Dogecoin, but mm -hmm. ether looks, looks kind of interesting. I'm more, kind of interested in things like exchange traded funds rather than like individual securities. Um, All right. But yeah, next level with it, man. I tell you what, brother, I must've read about 25 books on investing and it's coming out of my ears now. So I'm taking a break from it for a little while, but any young person, anyone in their twenties and their thirties, hell, even in their forties, just do it. You know, it's, yeah. it's a really yeah, good no, time to start investing. I've heard that investing, you, you may lose a lot, but, but it just, 
that's the easiest way to make money because after you made a certain amount, it just works for you. And hundred percent, obviously not everyone can afford that. I totally understand. But if you, if you do, and I started messing around, downloaded the whole Robin hood app and mm. Dogecoin has been disappointing so far, but, but <laughs> I, we, as soon as it hits big, man, I am moving in next to you in the Bahamas and we will, <laughs> we will run around the beach together. I'm telling you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rob, um, <laughs> always good. a pleasure, man. I, I really hope this isn't the last time. I hope this, you know, this is a tradition to come. People miss you. Anything you want to say, to, uh, you know, not anonymously this time around to to the to, uh, Twitter followers that really, really um, miss you? I, you know what, to be honest, I, I figured after I left, I didn't think anyone was all that interested because you you have, you know, like when, when you're on social media, people follow you when you're not on there. I didn't think anyone would be particularly interested. If you are fantastic, great. You know, like I said, I miss individual people from Twitter for sure. Um, I don't miss that whole sort of social media thing altogether, but, um, but just thank you to people. If they send in questions, you know, like if people were genuinely interested in hearing my opinion, I'm grateful, you know, that's kind of humbling that after all this time, people still want to listen to what I got to say. So that, that is great. Can I put, can I put you on the spot and sure kind of ask if you if you ever come back to us in a few in a few months maybe beginning of the next season uh, uh, not not on twitter i'm saying through the podcast kind of get your get your voice out of there out you know there. what i was uh, i was a bit kind of reluctant because i thought i've been so detached from it all for, for about seven eight months now but to be honest it's also good to talk to you and i don't really want to do podcasts with any, anyone else but if you ever want me to hop back on if people are interested in, in having me talk about Most you for an hour whatever Absolutely. i'm always yeah, but i'm always here man. i i appreciate you yeah no i mean no pressure i did ask you i i didn't get a reply for you so i got a little i i got a little you know i didn't get sad but ah, i totally that, understood you but you said yeah. that even your whatsapp is on mute and that's yeah, this guy takes his privacy seriously listen for real man i muted whatsapp about a year uh no not a year it's about six months back i don't have any notifications on my phone i i don't like my phone dictating to me i like to go and check it when i need to so that was you have a flip phone be honest bro i i would wish i could go back to one of those like old <laughs> chunky sort of old school phones you are phones. you're all you are mr wall street so you do need to get one of those big ass phones <laughs> golden gecko style yeah <laughs> yeah well that's that's awesome man we would love to have you back and and we, we've been kind of having this string of guests and I've heard from people, and, and I do appreciate the feedback. And from, from Instagram, we're getting followers now, and uh, Twitter, and everybody who chimes in with their positive, you know, positive feedback and negative too. Uh, I do thank you. And somebody said that this string of guests, along with the co-hosts, is yeah. kind of fun. So we hope to have you as a, as a consultant on, a, on the back burner. If, if we're short, I'll let you know. Listen, anytime you want me on, if I have the time, I'm more than happy to come on. It's always good to talk to you, man. Love I it. appreciate you, buddy. You're the best, man. Um, yeah, keep keep taking care of yourself, your health, your mental health, and all of you out there. Also, it was truly. I'm not. I'm just gonna speak for everybody. It was truly, <laughs> a, truly a treat to 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 hear your voice again, man. We love you. Thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And to everyone listening, just keep the faith. You know, it's been a crappy season, but we will bounce back from this. We always do. You know, we're Juve. That's right. You give us a good finale, fina at the end of the finale, fina, forza Juve. That's right, baby. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in. I hope I hope this was a was a treat worth the wait. Um, certainly was for me. Follow us on social media. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud. 
And uh, come back, come back for the next episode. We we'll love you guys. Forza Juve. Forza Juve. <laughs>